I don't want to grow up. I'm a Toys R Us kid. <laughs> 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 and Melvin's arrived. <laughs> just another kind of freeform rock and roll. Make you goofy soul and maybe want to tap a toe. Just another kind of freeform rock and roll. Make you goofy soul and maybe want to tap a toe. Woo! Welcome back to Polkcast, Polk State's podcast. I'm your host, Madison Fantosi. And I'm your co-host, Leah Bartholomew. <laughs> <laughs> Why couldn't you record your laughing? Melvin has his hand in his, his face in his hand and he's laughing at me. <laughs> okay, so as you can tell, we have Melvin Thompson here with us today, and he may be one of our guests that Polk State students know the best. He is the director of the Student Activities and Leadership Office, better known as SALO, and he is dedicated to providing students with a full college experience, coordinating various clubs and organizations, leadership opportunities, and more for our students. Um, some may know that Melvin is a traveling karaoke DJ and enjoyed some reality TV fame when he was set up on a blind date on the Steve Harvey show. Um, But others may not know that he's an avid 80s toy collector, and Melvin joins us today to talk about his collection, and if you stick around, he may even give us the inside scoop on what really happened on that episode of the Steve Harvey show. So welcome. Thanks for joining us today, Melvin. Hello. How are you? Good. I feel like I'm in the movie Hustle and Flow with all these egg crates everywhere. (laughs) <laughs> we're, we're really good with sound. Okay. So tell us a little bit about this collection of yours. Well, it's not really a collection. I think I'm just a hoarder. Because <laughs> <laughs> I've been collecting since I was a child, like when I got my first He-Man toy for Christmas. And ever since then, I've been stuck. Like I have like piles and closets full of just toys in a non-creepy way. How big would you say your collection is? <laughs> oh, it's at least, I have like three boxes in my parents' garage, and I have like two um, CP3O from the 80s. Um, they have these little, these big toy chests where you can just put all your toys in. So I have like two of those full of action figures, because I collect action figures. Okay. So like He-Man, G.I. Joe, Transformers. Um, Voltron, Thundercats, like, I'm that guy. I'm like a reject 40-year-old virgin. And so these are strictly from the 80s or? Strictly from the 80s, like mid, late 80s, early 90s, but mostly 80s because I grew up watching 80s cartoons. Okay. So it's kind of like my nostalgia time machine. So, like, I just go back to, like, when I used to sit on the floor Big bowl of cereal, cinnamon toast crunch. Shout out, and just watch cartoons for hours in the morning, or run home from school, grab my toys, make a little circle around me. I'm talking about when I was a child, not now. And you sure about that? Well, you know, (laughs) (laughs) and just play with my toys and watch cartoons. So, what do you do with them now? Are they are they still in their boxes in pristine condition, or are these all the toys that you've used when you were a kid? Most of them are not in pristine condition at all. Like, I can't sell them a couple years from now and retire to Bora Bora because they got cinnamon toast crunch and dried milk and like all crusty fingers. Yes, and, and toys, dried dirt from '88. Yeah, <laughs> everything. I got a couple that's still in the box, but mostly. 
they've all been played with or because some of them I even have in my office on the Lakeland campus. But I have maybe seven or eight that are considered pristine. But most of them I get from like flea markets, thrift stores, novelty stores, um, rest in peace towards us. Um, they used to have an aisle, in the, well, a section in the action figure section where they had old toys. And they were um, remakes, reproduction. They weren't the original. Oh, cool. And so I used to go there and I used to get like some really good remakes of these toys. Um, and it's a funny story because I was in Atlanta last week in Little Five Points because they have all those little crazy stores. And they had this Michael Knight from Knight Rider, the car and the action figure. And it wasn't in pristine. It wasn't in a box. It was just sitting there. And it, he was selling it for like $120. I got that same toy. And I don't know if that was a reproduction for $39 from Toys R Us. Um, and for everyone, make sure you pour out a little for my boy Jeffrey from Toys R Us. No longer with us. Let's have a moment of silence. Yes. Okay. So where else do you go find toys now? Um, garage sales. Okay. Flea markets are real big. Flea okay. markets. Um, believe it or not, if you go to like some of the rundown malls, they have like these old vintage toy stores, toy shops, and they have some pretty good ones. Um, they're not for the collectible. So if you are trying to collect and sell it and make money, these are not the places. But if you just want an old He-Man toy that's missing a leg. <laughs> like, shoot off by the dog. Yeah, shoot off by the dog. You're willing to pay $8 or $20 for it. Yeah. So are those the only um, toys that you collect or sort of like the action figures, like Teddy Ruxpin, anything like that, like from the 80s? Are you any like... Big name 80s toys. Are you into any of those or just? Just the action figures um, that I look for. Now, in my toy chest, I have a couple of old Game Boys. I have the view, the little view when you put the little slide. In Love the those. I have one of those, two of those. I have uh, the, oh, I forgot what it's called. It's... It's kind of like a, what you call it, the dodgeball, and it has the circle ring around it, and used to stand on it and bounce around. Oh, I loved those. Okay, it's flat. I can't Never do it now. Had one. <laughs> <laughs> I have one of those. I mean, it's. I think those are it for the most part because I have to go check because my parents like to evict. My stuff. Yeah, I was going to ask. <laughs> yeah, have, have they called you and been like, get these three toy boxes out of yes, here? Yes. Every time I go over there, it seems like it's getting less and less. Yeah. Okay, so, and I don't know why. It's not like they're going to have any more kids or, like, <laughs> what are you going to do? Like, I'm, I was going through the same thing. My parents were like, you know, we, we got rid of, we gave all of your toys. I had all of my old toys collected. And they were like, you know, my memories. Mm -hmm. All the, the dolls and, like, G.I. Joe and, like, cool things that I had. And my parents... Donated it to, like, you know, kids. Well, this is what you should do. This is what I told okay. mine. I said, next time you donate some stuff, I'm going to donate you to the nursing home. Oh, <laughs> oh man. Okay. You, you have to, yes. You have to put your foot down. <laughs> well, you better go get those boxes before <laughs> your toys are gone. They're probably already gone. <laughs> <laughs>
Do you have um? Do you have like shelves and stuff? Like when you walk into your house, can you tell? In my my old bedroom, I do. Okay. Okay. So the my favorite ones are on the shelves. The ones um, that I've just kept or I just found for like a dollar somewhere at a swap meet or something. I just throw it in the box or the chest because you never know. Like maybe ten years from now, maybe people will buy them that they're not in the wrapping or in pristine. And this is how hoarding starts. <laughs> Well, what would you say is the rarest item in your collection? The rarest, and it's not even a toy, um, because I'm also I'm into Goofy. I love Goofy oh. character. There's a movie, um, it's called Mickey and the Beanstalk, and I have a film steal. Um, it's number 48 out of 150, so I guess they only made 150 of them, of a scene where Goofy, Mickey, and Donald are looking up the beanstalk and they see the giant. So that's hanging up. So that's my, whereas, and I'm proud of that because I bought that out of my allowance money. And like I saved up. When you were how old? Ooh, I think I probably was like 12. Oh, wow. 11 or 12 because I know I saved up for a year. I don't remember how much it cost. I have never appraised it, but that was like my first big, I'm an adult preteen purchase. Oh, that's <laughs> you you don't know how much it was. Like how long did it take for a twelve? It took. To save? It took because was it, it like a hundred dollars. Was it more than that? It was more than a hundred because I had to. My parents made me because this is a way to teach me how to save. So they said, however much you save, we'll match. Nice. Okay, so I saved, and then I went and asked, of course, people for money. Right. Okay, yeah. the grandmas and aunts and uncles. I'm like, it's a good return on your investment because whatever you give me, it doubles. Okay, and I'm not going to go buy like nihilators or sodas. I'm going to go buy this great piece of art. Oh. Mm-hmm. So, so that's still in your house? Still in my house. In your living room? No. In your bedroom? Old bedroom. Oh. Mm-hmm. Is that your favorite piece in your collection, or is there another, is there a toy that is your My favorite? My favorite toy, ooh, I think it's between two. My, <laughs> my He-Man Castle Grayskull, and, it's going to sound real dumb, a rock. It's a gold rock that transformed into a little robot. I don't know why it's my favorite, because it's just, it's really, it's a rock. (laughs) It's just just a rock. And that is the only thing, every time I go over to my parents' house, that's the one that I always pick up and just tinkle with a little bit. Everything else I just look at. Um, But that one and the Castle Graceful. Okay. That's awesome. I'm still, I think, because late at night or um, during the summers when it's slow, I'm one of those guys who go on YouTube and just watch old cartoons, old 80s and 90s cartoons. And for people who are like, who is this crazy guy with these crazy collectors thing? You need to watch this show on Netflix. It's called The Toys That Made Us. It is a great show, and it it will explain why people are so into old cartoons and old toys. And it is real funny. It's a documentary style, but it's made really fun. Yeah. Awesome mm-hmm. I saw it too, and it's like it, it sucks you in because I kind of put it on for like background noise, mm-hmm. and then I got sucked in. It's like interesting, it talks about the history mm-hmm. of you know World War II and people coming out of like a very sad, depressing time, 
and the joy that toys bring you in creation and imagination. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of probably what happens with you when you look at your toys. It brings you back to like your childhood and that joyous like exactly. you don't have to pay bills, you don't have to be an adult. Mm -hmm. This sort of creative imagination. Just a flashback of happier times. We're yeah. happy now, but more happier times. Yeah. Simpler. Simpler <laughs> times. So are there any toys that hold a special sentimental value to you then? Mm, I have a goofy phone, telephone. And it's probably about a foot tall. And it's a, a court phone. My grandmother gave it to me, I think, my Freshman year of high school. Um, by then, it was I didn't use it. It was just goofy. But I, she gave it to me because she was like, I know how goofy you are. I know how you like to talk on the phone. But it has an off switch. So make sure you turn it off because you don't want to flunk high school. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay. I mean, she was simple about it. Like, that's what yeah. she really meant. But I looked at it as graduate. Yeah. <laughs> oh, mm -hmm. So that's what's similar. And that was the last, I mean, that was the last gift she got me. Ever since then, she just gave me gift cards and money because, you know, too old for toys. But that was the last, you know, it wasn't kind of a toy, but it was kind of a toy, toy yeah. phone. Last toy gift, I think. That might have been the last toy gift I got from anyone oh. um, as like a child. Like I still get little things right. like people give me now, but that was like the last child gift. Have any of your students ever given you something for your collection? Um, this may be an exclusive because I don't think they know that I collect 80s toys. But so you said there are some toys in your office. Or they, they ever... They're not... Um, I don't think they know that I collect them. Okay. They, because if you walk into my office, I have those pop toys mm -hmm. um, of different action figures. I have a couple scattered around on bookshelves. Like I have old WWF, not the WWE now, Um wrestling toys hanging from bookshelves, that kind of thing. I have a Mr. Potato Head. Nice. Um, and I have a Mr. Potato, a Miss Potato Head, and a Kid Potato Head. Students gave me those, the Potato Family. Students gave me that. Um, and when they come into my office, I think it's kind of like a culture shock because if they're leaving a professor's office with all the bright lights and paper and books everywhere, and they walk into my office and the lights are dim, and I have these toys scattered everywhere, and candy, they're like, Squirrel, squirrel, candy, candy, yeah. toy. And they just pick them up and start playing with them. So it's kind of like a stress relief for them. But yeah, I had some kids get me a potato family and the ones that stick out. And the pops. Those are the ones they use. They haven't got me anything 80s. Okay. Um, but they give me like the little pop action figure. Cool. Mm -hmm. cool. And they play. Oh, how can I forget this? Um, in the corner of my office, I have. Probably this is, I should say this is one of my favorite toys, too. It's not an original 80s. It's a reproduction. Remember that big piano from Big? Yeah. I have that in my office. That's cool. Mm -hmm. How come I've never seen that? It's in the hiding corner you place. Like roll it up when I come by. You know, you got to go in and go to the right. So have you gotten good? I've gotten real good. Real mm -hmm. good. We'll have it's, to have a debut. It's about, it's not full scale, of course. It's about four feet long. Wow. Mm -hmm. And I picked it up. Um, in New York at the uh, the toy store that was Baby from the movie. Shorts. Yeah. Wow. Mm hmm Fancy. A little bit. Probably had to save a whole year for that, too. Actually, it wasn't that much expensive. It really? was, I think, 120 Wow. It wasn't that much. We'll have to do a duet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
Well, where can students find you? Um, how, how can they get involved in Salo? Uh, buy me anything, 80s. <laughs> Bribery always works. But I am located on the second floor of the Student Center on the Lakeland campus. I drop in on one of campus in Lakewell sometimes. They can get involved with Salo just by, they can email me, mthompson.edu, or coming to visit us. Um, we have close to, I think, like 47 clubs now. And if we don't have one that you want to join, we have a process that you can create your own club. It can be if you want to watch paint dry, if you want a skateboarding club, if you want to just sit and look at grass grow, we have money for you. And as long as it's not illegal, we got your back. And Salo is celebrating 10 years this year, right? Yes, it is our 10-year anniversary. The match greatness because Marvel Studios is also 10 years. So, yes, we're kind of like linked at the hip. When you think of Marvel, think of Salo. Right. We are a billion-dollar industry. <laughs> yes, it's 10 years. Now, how long have you been at Polk State? I've been at Polk State, well, 13 years. Wow. 13 years. And Salo was my elite project. Excellent. That's mm-hmm. very cool. Yes, yeah, so I am the, that's my child. You're the founder. I am the founder. That's awesome. <laughs> And we can't let you go without you telling us a little bit about your experience on the Steve Harvey show. (laughs) (laughs) I've seen the video. Oh, that's that was like two years ago. Two years ago, Um, I was on match. This is true story. True story. I was on match, and one of the associate producers emailed me on match, and I was like, "You're not really my type." (laughs) <laughs> so I didn't respond, and then she sent another email. I'm like, okay, so I looked at it, and like, hi, I'm a producer of Steve Harvey's show. Would you be interested in coming on the show? So I thought I was getting punked or right. pranked or something. Like, this can't be real. Like, this is not how they pick guests. This via match. <laughs> via match. Uh, and so I looked her up. It's like she was real. She was legit. Wow. So I was like, oh. So I called. And left a message, she called right back, and I had to do a, um audition over the phone. And it was for Data Boss episode, mm-hmm. where it's a um, female who's a boss, and she has trouble dating because she's so bossy and demanding, et cetera, et cetera. And I was like, sure. And they were like, you know, it's a free trip to Chicago, blah, 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 give it to me. I'm like, all right. So I went and told Reggie, well, my vice president, that you know I need to take some couple of days off personally because I'm about to go be a celebrity. Yeah, of course. Okay, and he didn't believe me. He was like, "Show me the proof. Show me the proof." So I forwarded the email to him, and he was like, <laughs> he started laughing. He's like, "Okay," and I was going around telling people that you need to enjoy me while you can because I'm getting ready to retire because I've found a boss who's rich. And I'm going to marry her, woo, well, woo her, marry her, and I'm going to retire. So enjoy me now, because I am off to fame and fortune. Yes. And it was a great experience. The funny thing was that she wasn't a boss, okay? Um, she was on the show to learn how to start a business, but they figured she would be better on a Data Boss episode. And she... About 80% of it was true. Like, she, she was really demanding and a little touched. Um, I'm not going to say her name. She lives in Florida. But uh, we we talked, like, twice after that uh, episode. And I was like, no. 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 
Nah, no. no. Um, so I'm waiting on the reunion show. Yes. Or a follow-up to how to find a boss where I can be searching for that <laughs> boss lady so I can retire and um, step my 80s collection up with real authentic Still in the wrapping toys. Right. So, yeah. Got to mm-hmm. find a boss. Got to find a boss. Hashtag boss, 80s guy, DJ Hell No. <laughs> well, there you have it, folks. And thank you, Melvin, for coming on um, an episode of Podcast. Thanks for having me. One step below the Steve Harvey show. Just one. Just <laughs> one, step? one. No, I think I'm about on par. Yeah, I mean, I think I'm going to listen to more podcasts than I'm going to watch Steve Harvey show in the coming weeks and months. Excellent. Okay. Especially Polkcast. This is that Polkcast. Yes. Great. Well, thank you for coming on. Thanks for having me. Thank you, mother, for that. Make it Just another kind of free form rock and roll. Make you groove solo, maybe want to tap a toe. Just another kind of free form rock and roll. Make you groove solo, maybe want to tap a toe. Woo! Yeah! Yeah.